Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey, dude. The 90s called With Christine Taylor and David Lasher. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hey Dude, the 90s called. I am Christine, one of your co-hosts. And I'm David. Welcome to our podcast. Hi. What's up, Christine? How are you? I'm good. I feel like you've got some green poster board going on behind you. What's happening there? Is that like a green screen? (laughs) What do you have going on back there? So we host a Super Bowl party every year and Jill does these boxes. Oh, a oh, hundred like- boxes, you know, five dollars a box. Every every uh, or every quarter score change, somebody wins. Oh, wow. So that's your that's all the bets and the boxes and the- yeah, that's a hundred boxes each filled in with everyone's name who was who was at the party. Who was the big um, winner? Who who took home the most? Loot? My one friend, one of my best friends in the world, Brian Sklar, won all of them. He had seven. <laughs> So, so it's the last number of each uh, score at the end of each quarter. Oh. So obviously you want like seven, three, one, zero. Those denominations, get, yes. Right. If you get a two or an eight, you're probably not winning. And he had, he, you know, he was on his way over. He's like, give me 20 boxes. And so he won, he won every quarter and the final. Wow. 
Wow. And were what? you pleased with the Super Bowl in general? Were you pleased with the winner? <laughs> I mean, I didn't have skin in the game. You know, I'm a Giants yeah. fan, but um, I just wanted to see a good game. And my gosh, that was incredible. Yeah. Yes. How about how about you? What what what? You I was do? really rooting for the 49ers. I mean, I uh, but like you, it was. I would you know I were Eagles fans, and and I know I'm sure every people are now not tuning in. People are turning off. <laughs> no, no, no! Don't people turn are off. Like, no Eagles. No, <laughs> they're they're the worst fans. No, they're not all that bad. But um, no, we're definitely Eagles fans. Uh, in my family, Ben is I think more of a Jets fan. You know, oh, uh, but I, don't, I think he's more Jets than Giants, but I, I don't know. He's okay. I, I forced him to be an Eagles fan. But um, but yeah, when when they went out and and had a meltdown at the end of the however, like the whole end of the season, I mean, they just played horrible. <laughs> the, the Eagles. I was like, let's go 49ers. And I was sad at the <laughs> I love a good game. I love a good game. Yeah. But I just, listen, I love the story of Brock Purdy. You know, last yes. man, last pick in the entire draft with no respect. And uh, and I love Christian McCaffrey. I mean, what a yes. tough run. And I know I, his, fa- you know, I know his yeah. father and his mother and, the, you know, I know that family. So I did feel like there was a little personal. Right. Um, I did. But it, you can't, you couldn't have asked for a better game. And by the way, most of those games are not that exciting. So that was really to go down to go into overtime and go down to the last seconds was insane. It was incredible. Yeah. Insane. Did you guys, uh, do you, do you go to a party or you watch no, at home? No, we don't even do, I mean, you know, last year I said Ben and, and my brother went to the Super Bowl, So oh, right, right. we just kind of stayed at home and watched, but this year was just, you know, it was sort of, <laughs> small group we don't do a full super bowl party um did you have good food because for me it's all about the food it's all junk food it's just all chips and cheese chicken (laughs) wings some good sub sandwiches exactly it's just a free day where it's like let's just eat as much as we want to eat totally no guilt guilt free um anyway we've got a great guest in our waiting room david do you want to make a little introduction uh, yes, Beth Broderick uh, played Aunt Zelda on a show that we did together for a long time called Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, and she's an amazing person, and I haven't seen her in a while. And let's let's welcome. I can't Beth. wait. Yeah, she's awesome. This will be good. Hello, darlings. There you are, <laughs> Beth Broderick. Broderick. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi. What's going on? You, okay, I'm going to say this, and I really mean this. You have not aged a single day since the last <laughs> time I saw you, and that was in the 90s. <laughs> I kid you not. Like, the last time we we probably saw each other in person. Of course, I've seen you since then on screen. But you, like, what deal with the devil did you make? Please tell. <laughs> uh, you know, it's so funny. People are always saying that to me. They're like, you never change. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have. I mean, I'm turning 65 on February 24th. So, happy, happy early birthday. And yeah. keep, doing, keep doing what you're doing because <laughs> you look gorgeous. Thanks. thanks. It's so nice to blessed. see your face. I do. <laughs> it's been a while, right? I was trying to think, but I we saw each other two years ago. At that Comic Con and Entertainment Weekly did a photo shoot with all of us for a Sabrina. Well, it was longer re- than two years ago, wasn't it? 
I think it was. I looked it up. It was September <laughs> twenty one, so two and a half years ago. Yeah, but uh, where, you guys where are worked you? together I, for years. Yes, you were on yes, the show. A long to, time. Oh my gosh, for a long time. Yeah, we'll yeah. get into that. We but had are a lot you, of fun too. <laughs> so much fun. Are you living in Austin? No, no, I'm in LA. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I was in Austin for a few years. It was very fun. It was a great place to travel from because it's two and a half hours to everywhere. Right. And all I do is travel for work usually. And then um, and then when the pandemic hit and I couldn't travel, I was like, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck I here. here. And where's my sister? So, yeah, it, it really felt, you know, it sort of brought home to me that it was time for me to be with my family, closer to my family. My cousins are all here. My sisters, I'm 11 minutes from her door now, so. And you grew up here, right? I did. I grew up in Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. But a Southern girl from the beginning? No. No? Why do I, oh, here, why did I always think you were from the South? Is it just because you played Southern characters so well? I played so many characters from the South. My parents were from uh, Kentucky and uh, Nurkahai, respectively. And so they had quite a bit of a twang going on. So yeah, so you you picked up. Yeah, you could just go into it so easily. I mean, I a hundred percent go right on into it because I just grew up with people talking similar to that. Oh my! I really thought you were a Southern girl (laughs) through and through. Look at you, California girl, all the way. Yeah, no, no, I was uh, grew up in Huntington Beach. I had straight A's. And red hair, and I was allergic to the sun. <laughs> so you can imagine in the surf capital of the world how that was not really my particular cup of tea. Um, you had a sun allergy? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was hospitalized twice from sunburn. Um, oh, my gosh. And so growing the up. Doctors were like, she needs a muumuu, she needs a hat. Okay, there's a surf capital of the world in a muumuu and a hat. <laughs> before that was cool, because now that's cool. That's, it was not that's cool. cool. No. You only see people wearing that now. oil and holding those. <laughs> the like, tinfoil. Things up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the surfers coming out of the ocean and you got a giant hat on. Giant hat and a muumuu. Yeah. And a muumuu. A seven-year-old or eight-year-old girl. So, so tell. So, you were a straight-A student, but were you always into the arts, or were you a like a like a book smart? Were you just? I was a a weirdo um, from the get, you know. And uh, my parents, who are were also weirdos. Um, when I turned thirteen, I was in a freshman in high school. And my parents sat me down, and they're like, "Well, you're not thirteen. You're 12. And we lied. And <laughs> actually, in no, February, no, no. we submitted some celebrating on November 24th all my life until then. And they're like, nah, actually, you're born February 24th. And so I was like, you tell me I'm 12 in high school. They're like, yes. I was like, um, because I'd also sort of been pushed ahead. So, so I was 15. I was a senior in high school. Wait, I- wait. Yeah, that's so, crazy. I hope you celebrate both birthdays. You deserve it. But was, Honestly, was the, the February made a lot more sense uh, because the Sagittarius, I would read it and go, really? Is that me? And then <laughs> I, read it, I was like, oh, yeah, that is me. Yeah. But did they say why they did it? Was it for school? Was it for yeah, like yes, getting? Yes. I got kicked out of three consecutive uh, preschools. 
for being uh, just a bit more than they could handle. And so my parents were like, fuck it, we're just putting her kindergarten. So they were just, they just made up, a, they worked in hospitals, both of them. They just forged a birth certificate and threw me in there. That is genius. Oh, wow. For logistical. And so you skipped preschool. You were yeah. well ahead. You weren't just the kid who was just going to sit there and play with blocks or color. You obviously no, had a lot like, to say and a lot to, to do. She's just got to go. Put her, give her a <laughs> that is hilarious. Troublemaker. Yeah, I always was a troublemaker. So, yeah, I had like, and even in school, there was a faction of the teachers that were really disapproved of me being in theater because I had such potential in science, you know, and these other uh, disciplines. And um, it's just where I was. It's where I wanted That's, to be. It's so interesting. Back then, too, it was sort of like you had to sort of fit into a mold. The, the idea of crossover, you were either this or this, right? Right, right. Whereas right. now I feel like, Kids to they they encourage kids to try everything and do everything. Right, you can be a great science be, student and also an actor. And yes. doing the pl school plays. Right, but in my day, that wasn't really. I mean, look, I was one of the first generations of women who expected to work. To Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to steal a moment for yourself before the week ahead. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. I have careers, you know, so like it was a whole different ballgame then.
What was your first uh, intro to the professional career of, of actress? Like, wh- how did you get into that? That took a long time. I graduated from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts when I was 18. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, because I just kept moving fast. I, don't know I was going to say, that's, when, mo- that's <laughs> when most people would be starting. Right, right. Yeah, I was just always on fire like that. And they were like, you're too young. You shouldn't be here. I was like, too too bad. You, you took me. So you stuck with me now. And then, you know, I made it into the top. You, you know, it was only 100 people the first year, 25 the second. And I made it into the 25 somehow. Um, and then I really kind of got lost for a year. I was, I was, um, it was a lot being that young with people that were that much older in, in college, you know, it was, it was not a perfect fit in high school, but when I was 16 and they were like, some had already graduated from college, you know, this was their finishing project. So I was really a little bit shell shocked, made it through, but needed some time off. And then so you had to grow up a little faster than yeah. the rest of us. Yeah, a lot faster. And and parts of you do and parts of you don't, you know. Right. Um, well, and- eventually, eventually they do. But sometimes there's like gaps in your um, development that mm-hmm. come through later in life. Like as an adult, you'd be like, oh, well, I never partied or I never did this or that. Yeah, I can remember being in my 30s and thinking, have I ever sat down? Have I ever relaxed? <laughs> have I ever just been a goofball? <laughs> you know, because I've always been so shot out of the cannon. And so, you know, even now I have a column, you know, it's due tomorrow in my next column. Like I, I have all these things that I do that I'm involved in. Um, it's just how I was. Hardwired hardwired to be yeah it's very relaxation very difficult for me um (laughs) so ada though that is i mean an incredible place to study and then what happens from there because i i need to go to the movie stealing home but i want to see what what led up to that, that yeah that was really kind of the the beginning um from there i went to new york city and waited tables and struggled about and did did a few voiceovers i was like the voice of coppertone you know and uh, maybelline for a minute smart beautiful maybelline oh yeah you have a great voice. i'm not surprised (laughs) so i did a few things like that and then i started reading about this um thing called gay men's cancer and um and it terrified me i was really uh deeply concerned and so I started doing as much research as I could on it. And then a, uh, a local state member of the state assembly put a bill into the state house to quarantine all gay men. Wait, are you talking about AIDS in the mm-hmm. 80s? Yeah. Oh. It was called Gay Men's Cancer and then GRID. And so when I began advocating for people and, and, and started my program, I co-founded a program called Momentum. In 1983, 80, 84, I was 23 years old, and I started the second AIDS program in America. So I quit acting for almost five years and exclusively did that. I mean, when I started, we had 13 guys in a basement, right? And and we were trying to get them clothes and food and and because everybody was spending their SSI down for medication. And we had mm. to eat. I, you know the movie Dallas Buyers Club? Uh-huh. That I mean, I didn't I didn't realize what it was like on the inside of that. 
I was around during that time. And I like Dallas Buyers Club a lot, but I would say that uh, straight men were not really the saviors of the situation in my experience. Um, Mm. So I did have a little bit of a, a, that gave me a bit of pause um, around that. But But how, how incredible, first of all, the fact that, I mean, and obviously it was meant to be because for you to have already been in LA or out West and to make the decision to try to start acting in New York City and then just to be there at that moment, that historic moment in time that I would imagine just put everything like, I mean, you were still so young too. Like you hadn't lived full, like you you had lived a full life of, you know. (laughs) fast paced life, but really for you to be 23 years old and see and, and just be in the heart of it. Um, and then just be called to action is yeah, incredible. I just, I just dove in. Uh, I went down, I remember going down to volunteer at the gay men's health crisis, which was one desk in one little tiny room. That was the extent of it. And I said, you know, I really want you to put my name down. Um, I'll volunteer. I'll come at Thanksgiving. I'll do whatever needs doing. And he was super skeptical. This young man was like, uh-huh. you know, he was, super uh-huh. he was like, I don't know about your kind. And I was like, just write my name down. And so he did. And I got a call two days later from the guy who would become my partner, Peter Avitable. And he's like, are you really a woman? I need a woman so bad. I need your help. I need your help. Like, I'm really a woman. I'll, I'll, I'll I'm a woman. And so I went and we served dinner at St. John's in the village. And it was the first time I'd ever seen someone who was um, coping with that disease. And it was terrifying. They were covered with Carposi sarcoma, 19 years old, maybe 100 pounds on Mm. walkers with canes. It was because life expectancy then was six months and you couldn't, um, there was no medication. There was nothing we could do for anyone. And so that night, Peter got down on the ground and threw his, threw himself around my legs and said, I need you, I need you, I need you. And I said, just tell me where to be. And so I showed up on the, the following Tuesday and we founded Momentum, which was a, a, a way for us to relieve the isolation. So we had a big sit-down dinner every week. And sometimes we got Barbara Cook or people would come and perform. And we had a free grocery store and a free clothing store because people lost 40, 50 pounds in, in, in 60 days and had nothing to wear and they needed mm. groceries. So that's, that's what I spent my twenties doing basically. And then, then a bunch of guys, an agent named Lou and a few casting directors got a plot together. And so they told Lewis to tell me that he wanted to be my agent. And so he stopped me on the street and I want to be your agent. I was like, you're nuts what i haven't done anything in years like people were offering me um teaching age social service delivery at msw programs because that's what i'd been doing and no one had been doing it right so they were like you don't need a degree we just need nobody knows how to teach this or do it and so i blew him off and then he saw me again and he was like just come up to the agency just 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 come on up with me and i guess they'd all been told if i get this crazy lady up here lie to her and tell her you want to represent her and so i was like guys i don't even have a picture i don't have anything they're like we'll get your pictures we'll make your resume don't worry about anything 
And so these two casting directors were in on this because they had all decided it was time that I'd spent my 20s doing this. And it was Wait, how did they come to find you again after five years? uh, Oh, because I was all I was completely famous for what I was doing in the AIDS world. I was all over the theater district getting donations, Um, getting donations from restaurants, getting donations from the from the vegetable district, the flower district. So everybody knew me. You're hustling with everybody. Nobody, no stone went unturned. We yeah. needed food. We needed everything. And yeah. so so they got it in their heads that I had done it long enough. It was somebody else's turn and it was time for me. They couldn't do any figure anything out except to 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 have me act again. And so <laughs> We got to we got to get her moving. I mean, I got to say for our listeners, very rare for agents and casting directors to just come (laughs) to you and be like, we want you to start acting again. That doesn't normally happen. It doesn't happen at all. It was a total plot. And so (laughs) the first two things I went out on, I got because they were in on it. And, (laughs) And I took the one in Albany at the State Theater there. It was a production of Mousetrap. And somehow they were shooting a movie called Ironweed and somehow I met the director and ended up screen testing for this major, major motion picture with Jack Nicholson. And right. All. I remember that. And then when I got back to New York, the casting director, Bonnie Timmerman called me and said, who are you? What are you doing <laughs> screen testing for my movie in Albany? <laughs> who ever heard of you? And so, so I was like, I'm sorry, Bonnie, I was doing this. So, in, so then I sat down and I sort of told her my story and she closed that door. We talked for hours and hours and hours. And Hold on. Let mm-hmm. me just explain to our listeners. Bonnie Timmerman <laughs> is one of the most epic casting directors of all time. Most Look powerful, her up. Epic. Yeah, if you were yeah. to have somebody sit down in a room with you to advocate for you at that time, that would have been the person. And she mm-hmm. was determined. She was like, that's it. She 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 had not been aware of me as an AIDS activist, although some people were and calling me into to coach their actors when they had to kiss and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but not as an actress, nobody had been aware of me at all. And so she was determined and um, the stealing home came along. And of course there were big names up for that part. And uh, Bonnie Timmerman was like, no, we're going with this one. Like, I don't know how she did it, but she got me that part. It's a beautiful film. Christine, have you oh, seen it? David, I, I, yes. I mean, I, I want to say, what was it late 80s? Some Sometime in the yeah, yeah, late 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie. And yeah. it it's just such a beautiful film. And there's so many good actors in it. And I remember you so well. I remember yeah, you it was in the, the first window. thing I'd ever done on film, and there I am, naked, and the whole nine yeah. yards, you know. <laughs> like, okay, with down. Jodie Foster and John. And, you know, I, I I got there, and it was so inst- instructive for me because, you know, like on our day off, everybody was playing volleyball, and I was like volleyball, like I had just been running from funeral to funeral, and you know, like my whole life was surrounded was just about drama and and, yeah, and, and death and death, death. I and, mean. and so I'm on this movie set with these people and they're like woohoo you know <laughs> like what's going on some guy tried to date me I hadn't been on a date in years you know I was just like oh and it really I really it's probably exactly what you needed at that time in your I life I really realized oh my god I I I, I have to start living 
a, a different way. Um, and then, of course, Jody and Blair found out what I had been doing through a documentary filmmaker person that they knew who was like, oh, my gosh, she's like, you know, huge in the in the AIDS world. And um, and so, you know, I ended up being able to sort of talk to the cast and crew about safety and, you know, what was really going on in the within the crisis. So it ended mm -hmm. up being this like incredible experience. But yeah, after that, I was like. Okay, I think I can let someone else take over now. You know, I think it's time. yeah, yeah. And I love the way you said it. Some, some guy tried to date me. Like you were this beautiful woman, but you didn't. You were not allowing yourself to be that. I hadn't been and on a date were, in years. I Almost mean, years. yeah. Wow. And I well, I actually I went out with one guy, and I remember you know he came to pick me up. I showed him what I was doing, the AIDS program, and he came to pick me up. And and later that night. He kissed me and just started to cry because he knew I was going to kill him. That that because I had been around people oh. with AIDS that he was definitely going to get it and he was going to die. And I just had to say, well, uh, I, I don't think so, but I can't guarantee you anything. And so we just, I couldn't see him anymore. <laughs> That's just, I mean. Christine, does this, I got to say. in this conversation, were you? No, no. <laughs> listen, we interviewed but Bonnie Hunt brilliant. last week. Yeah. And she started her career as a nurse in a cancer ward at Northwestern Hospital. And she gave us a beautiful story of how that inspired her to go into the arts. She would bring the, um, the troop from Second City into the cancer ward to mm. perform for the patients. So I, I get, like. There is a connection there, right, Christine? Beth's story is very similar to Bonnie's, I think. Well, mm -hmm. I think it's just yeah. When you have a call, when you are called, that's what it, what it made me think. Like you were, there, there are no coincidences. I feel like for you to end up in New York City at that moment in time and to to you know just start this crusade and be the be the sole woman that you know for a, a long time I was yeah. I mean, and to learn the healing power of the arts. That's what Bonnie said. She understood that comedy or music is not just for, you know, uh, for enjoyment, but it really saves people. It really helps. Well, people. I think I think that's true. I mean, I remember we would sometimes Barbara Cook. I don't know if you remember her. The great Barbara Cook would come and sing. We were in the basement of a church where we'd have these dinners. And, you know, the boys would know about it in advance and they'd show up with bouquets full of flowers and stuff. It was incredibly moving to have these performers come and and and. And because the isolation was terrible in those days, people were afraid to leave their homes. People were being beaten on the street if they looked gay. Like, so it was a, it was a terrifying time. And yeah, people in the arts were the, you know, among the first to respond. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think my flair for it, that kind of thing, you know, we, I produced all these benefits that produced a big benefit in 87 at Lincoln center I didn't know how to produce a benefit, but I just had to, you know, we were in between grant, probably we needed the money, you know, Glenn Close came and did it, the Flying Karamazov brothers were there, you know, and it was a huge success. Um, so I think that has something to do with. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. 
Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know, having so much of a background in entertainment. Can we yeah. talk about uh, 1990, The Bonfire of the Vanities? I mean, I remember I read the book. It's a Tom Wolfe book. It was, you know, the biggest cast of all time. It was one of those movies that just like the whole world was aware of before it even came out. Like, what was it like being a part of that production? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was um, interesting. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Shooting in New York City. I mean, my gosh, it's got all the elements of like total Hollywood glamour. It was very glamorous. I mean, they had us at the at the at the Regency Hotel, which was so fancy that you know coffee costs like twenty dollars in nineteen ninety. You know, like so. So I was poor. I was like, oh my god, I have to find a way to bring my own coffee in here. Like you know, like you had to wear a suit and tie to visit me at the hotel. Like it was like crazy. Um, but yeah, that's when I sort of started, um, seeing Brian De Palma romantically for, for which I did for quite a while. Wait, what? I, I didn't, I'm, <laughs> I'm learning. I worked with you for years. I'm learning I so much. About, didn't that's... know that. <laughs> yeah. And you skipped the whole series with Brad Pitt also. Just, you just, you just left that out as a right in between those two. Well, Wait, let's go back. Yeah, let's go back also, to that right yeah. now. It's not <laughs> in my notes. We never have any rhyme or reason on what we're going to even cover on these things, David. Well, it's a, we're we half hour around. in. We got to keep moving. But I didn't know about Brad Pitt. Let's let's hear. Yeah, my first series was a television series called Glory Days, and it was I was the newspaper editor of a newspaper Brad Pitt worked at just out of high school, 
and um, and it was Brad and three guys and me, and we're up in in uh, Vancouver. This was way before Vancouver was Vancouver. There was no there there. There was no studios to shoot in or anything. It wasn't like the LA. A warehouse with like barrel heaters that we would sit around and in between scenes and stuff, you know, so and um had Brad done that TV movie with Juliet Lewis? Yes. And yes, they were right. So mm -hmm. I had worked with Juliet right after they did this TV movie and everyone was talking about the two of them. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they were an item then. Yes. Well. I think yep. they lived in a, or Brad did lived in a little bungalow next David. Do you remember the apartment I lived in with Martha? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in West Hollywood. Yeah. They, there was a little bungalow right next to, like on Harper. And, Harper, and I yes. remember it was when, um, Juliet was nominated for an Oscar and we, I remember we saw them get, go into the limo and I, I don't remember seeing him around there that much, but I remember them getting into the limo on, on Oscars day, but. Yeah, well, they were very, they were very, uh, very together at that time. Um, and we, I think we got seven episodes in before they canceled us, but you know, I, uh, I have Gosh. always deep respect for Brad and that really he is as good a person as you think he is. Um, he is a really good person. Is he a Kentucky boy also? Missouri. Oh, mm -hmm. Missouri. Imagine if that show had gone seven years. Like the, the trajectory of what, you know. Well, you know, what was so funny is is he left to do Thelma and Louise and I left to do Bonfire of the Vanities. So we like shot off that series into these films. Of course, mine was supposed to be the biggest film of the decade and his was something nobody knew anything about. And then, of course, of course, I was in the biggest disaster of the decade, and his was, and he, he and he shot to stardom. So that's that's really sums up our business. I think. Well, it really a, does. Not a disaster, but how do you end up dating the director of Bonfire to the Vanities? Did you? you well, met it was his idea. It wasn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> what well, was the process? Said, hey, director, let's do the nasty. <laughs> like, you know, I, you know, it was his oh idea. My God. It doesn't usually happen with a conversation. Like that. <laughs> but did you uh, did you go through an extensive audition for that and had you had some you I know did. I yeah. did and it was Lynn Stallmaster was the casting director and another great yep Lynn was so patient with me I got up and and pretended to Xerox my butt on his desk I beat Lynn on the head <laughs> <laughs> and they were both just like who is this? Like they didn't even know what to do or say. Like it just, I just you know went was cuckoo. Um, but that's what comedy does to me. When I, you know people are like, "Wouldn't it be funny if?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do anything if you say, wouldn't it be funny if?" You know what I mean? Like there's no there's no filter. I love uh, it. So yeah, I found myself in you know on Pilates machines with thirty year olds and stuff. What you know just because everybody was like, "Wouldn't that be funny?" Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, so that's how I and then I ended up on Bonfire and um I was funny in it. So there. Uh but yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's hard to make a movie based on such a beloved book. A I mean huge book. And honestly, the book did not come off the page well. Okay, because the book is full of racial slurs and people and but 
but you have the author's overview, right? So you know that the author is saying it is bad for people to speak this way. Right. Yeah. You it's just about yeah, the, the master at a table read and people start throwing out derogatory slurs like that. We were all like, holy moly, this is going right. to be, I don't know how, ooh, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it was about the master of the universe, these new Wall Street titans, and he oh. runs over um, an, an African-American kid and, and then flees the scene, right? I mean, it's it's a powerful story. He was driving, yeah. Um, but yeah, they flee. Um, it, it is a really powerful story, but it didn't come off the page as tidily as one had hoped, you know? Right. So they began like making casting changes in the middle of it and stuff. We just all started to get a feeling like, oh, hmm. Yeah. Material might not. I, I know you guys know this. Like when somebody sends you, remember when we used to get like three or four pilots a day? <laughs> Young people <laughs> do not remember this, but <laughs> I do. I remember making my sister read the drama once because I didn't have time to read all four, you know, for the next day. I was just like, read it. Tell me what happens. <laughs> You're the secretary, and they're a they're an amphibian, you know, rescue team. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go on that audition. But right? the comedy ones, you know, sometimes you'd get this comedy script, and they'd be like, oh, it's got all the elements. So many good people are in it, and I would read it and go, and not on the page. Just not coming up off this page. Like it's just lead. You know, like mm. right with a like, good log line, like a good yeah, pitch. with a good like you know, like all these people are in it, and you're just like, but well, it's not funny, you know. Like I mean, it's just not funny. Yeah, and and, I'm, and my agents were always so mad at me, but I was always right. Never one of those ones that they told me, but it had these people and it has this stuff, and I was like, but not funny, you know. <laughs> It's a process. We've done failed pilots, right, Christine? We thought we were going to be uh, great. Yeah, one or two or 10 or 13 or, or however lot. many yeah. failed pilots. Yeah. Yes. I can remember being on one not too long ago. I won't name it, but um, <laughs> just a couple of years ago. And, and it had all these really beautiful young people on it who weren't funny at all. <laughs> I had them in my trailer. I'm like, no, guys, it goes in threes. It works in threes. One, two, three. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Work right. with me. Comedy goes in threes. Yep. They just didn't understand any of it technically or anything. I called my manager. I'm like, well, <laughs> this dog ain't going to hunt, honey. You just better keep working for it. Beth, do you remember you directed me and Elisa Donovan and another actor, Jen Blanc, for this pilot presentation at Warner Brothers? Uh -huh, I, I think it was right before Sabrina. Mm -hmm. Or was it during Sabrina? Is that it possible? Well, you directed some of the Sabrinas. I remember that. I did, yeah. That pilot, I can't remember if it was before or after. I think. I can't I remember. It was after. probably right around that period of time. But I just, I'll never forget. First of all, it was the first time that I had, you were this hilarious, gorgeous woman who was powerful and strong and freaking funny and new funny. And when we you came in to direct us and I was like, you are a powerhouse. And by the way, it was during a period of time, you know, I think we've come a little uh, a, a bit, but it, there were not a lot of women directing situation comedies. 
No, and at my that agent, period of time, and my agents were told that it was, you know, that it it, it was hurting my reputation as an actor. What? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just absurd. That's, That's absurd. just absurd. Yeah. It should just well, bring it, more respect. Know, I mean, it's so funny. Julie Brown and a bunch of us used to be, we would go to these women's meetings at the Directors Guild, and this was years and years ago. And and we would just stand around and, and talk about why that one wouldn't hire us or that one wouldn't hire us. So they used this, they, they used a term called late script delivery. And that was uh, that, especially with the dramas, the scripts came in full too late and women didn't have enough experience to be able to direct, a, you know, given the fact that there was late script delivery as a possibility. The, those are the kinds of things they what, say. What women go to sleep earlier than men, or what's <laughs> what's the rationale? There? It, it too too much work, too much to it. manage. Oh my you know, God. And the, the agents <clears throat> say to me, "Look, you've been on TV in miniskirts for years. Nobody thinks you're smart. We're not going to be able to get you any directing jobs, and unless it's like some kitty show or something, then like, and they're like, you're going to get bored and take an acting job, which is kind of what happened." You know, I was just like, oh, this is boring. Wow, we've come a long way. It's amazing. Like, yeah, it's amazing to hear this stories only for like probably 20 years ago. That's unreal. Yeah, yeah, you were amazing, though. I know that that was just a pilot presentation. Those are the things that are like, you know, you're, you're, you know, throwing the Hail Mary. Maybe it'll go, maybe it won't. But it was just the experience because it, oh, it was really came up. It was so good by the time we were. We got it, <laughs> it was great. We wished that it had happened, but you know, it was, and also just you, you shepherded that and you just, you know, it, I just have the best memories and wanted to thank you for it. Like, it really was the first time ever oh. where I was like, women can do this better than men, <laughs> <laughs> especially when you're directing young women. Like it's, oh, yes. it, it works that way. So, um, yeah, I'll just never forget it. But I did, you know, I've noticed over the course of the years and it's gotten so much better, but, um, I would be on a show and they would have a woman director. It was still very rare then. And you would see particularly the women on the show, not treat her very well and not even be aware that they were doing that. Like there's a scene in I don't know if you've seen Julia, the uh, the new show about Julia Child that's on Max, and um, at one point they bring in a female director and Julia's character is just like oh no 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 <laughs> where's the other one I can't deal with her and like she just literally frosts her right out of the out of the gate and that was that happened a lot on sets so it would you would think it would be the other way around but it but it wasn't and and sometimes mm. i would say to an actress do you realize you're doing that they had no idea mm. right and they would shift it pretty quickly but they just you know and even i did this movie fly away years ago and the you know the woman was a direct the female director and it did great at the festivals and it won all these great reviews and mm. uh, she never got one bite from an agent. And I did another one later called Two Step with a, a, a male director who was same thing, fresh out of the gate. We won a bunch of, you know, festivals. We got a great reviews. He was snapped up the next day, you know, instantly by the agencies. Uh, I think so, times have changed, you know. I mean, that's, you can mark your progress by hearing stories like this because 
we just take for granted now that I think women do support each other. I think if you, right. I mean, don't you feel oh, supported much more now? Much yeah. So much more. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My daughter's March in the women's March. And like, it's just, I think the younger generation understands, um, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to steal a moment for yourself before the week ahead. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know, the equality of it all. Before we get to Sabrina, I just, um, are there any projects you want to talk about specifically? Because I was wanting to get into Fool's Russian because I'm reading Matthew Perry's book right now and it's just devastating to me. Um, I was wondering if you had an impression of working with him. I wor- I was worried about him. Yeah. Not well. He um, he was also a binge eater. I don't know if he talks about that in that book. But at the time, you know, he would eat four croissants in two seconds. And, you know, like there, there was just like so much going on with him. And uh, and he spent so much time uh, practicing his lines in the rearview mirror of the car, looking at himself. He was so so uh keyed in to being a star like he just had to be a movie star he he read the trades every minute of the day and was like trying to figure out where his standing was you know and and i just said to him one day you know you're good enough 
you're you're fine. You're, it's all going swimmingly. You can let mm -hmm. some go. I don't know what is going on, but you're too stressed out. You're, you're too intense. This is this is not appropriate. Right. Enjoy it. You this you is hurt a... yourself for God's sake. You know. And he's so great in he's great in that movie. He's great in um, the whole nine yards. He talks a lot about with the Bruce Willis movie, and he's amazing in every episode of Friends, despite this horror he was going through. I, I don't know how someone manages that and then and then shows up and performs the way he did, you know? He yeah, was a tough guy, you know. Yeah. Because you have an illness doesn't mean you're not a tough mo oh, you know, and um and he'd been doing it for so long. I mean, he was a real pro. He'd been doing it since he was a teenager, you know, uh, and yep. it was, uh, you know, this was his chance and he was not going to, you know. Oh God, but I never say he was so intense about it. He wanted it so badly. And I just, all I could think of was there's so much else to life. You're already a multi-gajillionaire. You're right. a really successful guy. Like there's so much else to life. There's so you know, like I think at, at, at all points in our lives, it, it's important to sit down and say, what is the best and highest use of my time? When I was in my 20s, the best and highest possible use of my time was to run that AIDS program. I was called to it, like you say, this is where I was needed. And, you know, and and I just think for someone like him, you know, to let go of that ambition and embrace recovery it took him years and years and years to even try and uh yeah we're not defined by our work solely you know there's that was good advice that define you you know good luck getting old because <laughs> and uh and that's not easy you know and and things really do change and the way you're treated is completely different and um, and if my ego identity was solely based on this industry, I would not be in a good space right now. Yeah, dangerous. Yeah. I think for you to have had that awareness as a 23-year-old, like you were obviously a mature 23-year-old, to be able to sort of see it in real time and recognize it. A lot of us miss it. And then you, in hindsight, say, what did why did I not take advantage of that? Or why did I not enjoy that moment more? But you were so in it. And that's just, you know, that's, that's pretty incredible. And maybe well, that was just. Yeah. I mean, I think that definitely that experience has guided my life. Mm. Um, people are always like, why are you involved in politics? And I was like, because what you learn when you're trying to help people who are dying in your arms and there's no medical solutions and there are no political solutions and no one wants to help or touch you even, and you learn that it really does matter who's in office. It matters. And that, you know, that, that, that it's a matter of life or death. Uh, and humanity, right. And love and what right. is there and at the end. Additionally, right. what you're saying about your perspective and your advice to Matthew was if your pilot doesn't go or you fall off a little bit in the in the uh, hierarchy of Hollywood, you knew that didn't matter. You've seen you've seen the real stuff like yeah, it gave you a perspective. Matter, yeah, no, it was not ever definitive for me. And I don't know if you remember, but during Sabrina, I was raising money, doing big fundraisers. I was, you know, I was very busy. Yep. This is this was the 34th year I've done the uh Christmas for the Good Shepherd Home for Battered Women and Children. So, like, you know, 
though that part social service delivery and 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 um and political advocacy has remained a really strong part of my identity and who I am and and what matters to me and you know and I'm so grateful um in the in the last couple of years to have started a column you can find it at bethbroderick.substack.com uh, and it's called wit and wisdom for the ages from the aged <laughs> oh i love it yeah that sounds and, great um, you know it's just observate my observations it's you know i'm a very observational writer um but do I you do it weekly weekly it's every 10 days yeah okay and i have over five thousand subscribers um, and growing all the time. And I have written about PTSD. I have written about some things that were hard to write about. Mostly it's just funny. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a column coming out tomorrow called You're Starting to Bug Me about this fight I've been having with this cockroach who just won't go. I'm trying to get him to go outside and he just won't go. <laughs> you wrote a column about a fight with a cockroach? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's... It's a, like an existential struggle. You know? That sounds trippy. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Can we just talk about Sabrina? Because, uh, you know, you were there before I got there, but we, we've had Melissa on, we've had Soleil on, 
we had Elisa on, um, and they t- we all talked really so highly about the experience. But how did that show come about for you? And let's let's get into when when we worked together. Uh, well, they sent me the script, and they wanted me to read for Hilda. And I called my agent and I said, I'm Zelda. This is going to go and I'm going to get it. And they were like, don't tell us who you are. They want you to read for Hilda. So let's just go in there and do that. So I went in and there was like 35 people there. And I read the role of Hilda. And then I said, guys, I need to talk to you. I really believe that I should be Aunt Zelda. And I really, I'm just going to insist you let me read for her. And what could they say? Right. They're like, uh, <laughs> you had the room, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I used to do that all the time, you know, when I was young and they would send me a pilot and it was always like the secretary and the four fabulous men who went to save the day, you know, <laughs> and I would go in and I would say like, I'm here to read for the role of Andrew. And they would be like, Beth, no, 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 that's wrong. That Andrew is a man. And I would say, Why? And oh the, man, you were ahead of your time. What could they say? Like, ask me my pronouns. What could they say? They'd be just like, we don't know. <laughs> like, I don't think he should be a man. I think I think it's a female role. And they would just be like, okay. Like I, I would go once in a while. I would screen test against four guys for the part. You know, like because I would just I would just go in, especially will if, your way in. I love this. Like the secretary in a bikini. I was not doing it right. I was just like, I'll go. I just would walk in and say, like, I'm just gonna read for this male part over here. I've never heard anything like that. Any actor, mm-hmm. any anyone saying, I'm gonna read for you know the opposite sex role. Yeah, I did it all the time. <laughs> Well, I can't yes. imagine you and Caroline Ray playing reverse roles. I mean, you were. It would never have worked. I wait, so yeah, finish. Wait, so so they they you said I'm gonna you gotta let me read it, and they obviously and they did, and then they were like, oh, that worked, right? But they couldn't get Caroline yet. She didn't want to do it. I don't know what was going on with her, but she was under contract to ABC. And, uh, there was all kinds of complications around it, but I remember going to like the final callback and I saw her there and I was like that's her like I literally saw Caroline sitting there and I was like that's her it is I mean and also I read Archie comics as a kid right so I if you read the comic books yeah she she's Aunt Hilda 100% yeah and I was not I am so I mean we are could not be more typecast if it was it's not possible I remember walking to set with her one day and and she I was saying something and she turned around to me and she goes, oh, my God, you're a nerd. And I was like, did you just now notice? Is this still <laughs> now occurring to you? You know me two years. Like, oh, what, Caroline what? has no filter. She just goes, whatever she you're thinks. She's like, she's like, oh, my God, you're a nerd. Like, she thought she finally got it. I was like, oh, what part of that did you not understand from the get, you know? <laughs> um, because, you know, that's we were we were completely and utterly typecast in the in the. But you, you, you both worked so great together. I mean, your scenes, you were together for all those years, hundreds, you know, plus episodes. <laughs> and you guys were just so great together. Yeah, it was, you know, it was hard finding our language. But once we had it, but we also and we to this day, um, we can make each other laugh until we're weeping 
just yeah. like there just our chemistry is just that strong you know um yeah i saw her at the comedy store the other night i was there seeing paulie shore's one man show and at the after party someone came back and said caroline ray's up in the main room crushing it right now so i ran over there and caught like 10 minutes of her set and she is as funny as ever i mean she's she's just doing great we hung out for a little bit after Oh, she's brilliant. And she'll call me. I'll I'll see it's her. I'll pick up and she goes, you have to hear the new one. I'm like, okay. Like <laughs> She's always calling me with a new joke she just wrote or what she's doing. You know. um, but we're, you know, we'll always be family. And I feel the same as with Melissa. I mean, Melissa and I are still very close. Um, yeah. it, it just, you know, and you have to remember those early years. You got there a little bit later. The first two years, it was 16 hours a day because the special effects were so hard and it was a little bit overwritten in, in, in the beginning. And we were there constantly for a 16 hour day. Yeah. Christine, it was, you know, it's, it, it's a fun show and you know, it's a comedy, but it was very, uh, it, it was complicated directing it. I mean, you had this. Uh, yeah. I remember Melissa telling us about it. Cause that's not what you think you're signing up for, for a sitcom. <laughs> Yeah. It's 16 hour days. <laughs> you have an animatronic cat that has to intercut with the live no. cat. All right, these special right. you, effects. You don't know. And there's going to be lions and Brahma bulls. And, you know, the first. And thing I would imagine you started reading scripts very differently. Like you stopped reading them as a, as a you know, the viewer. And you were reading it as like, oh, my God, how long is it going to take to do that? Oh, God. Yeah, it was it was. Ancient. And then we finally and, and that first year we had a. um uh, the the showrunner was named Nell Scavell, and she she really did not like me at all. She hated me, and what? I was not her choice. She did not want me, and um, she just said horrible things to me all day long. It was really hard that first year. Oh, by the way, going right, going back to what you said, the women supporting women thing. <laughs> Where was that with oh. this? Like. You know, that I got that a lot. Um, and she was just like, you know, she said to me repeatedly, you're not talented in any way. You only got this job because you wore a nightgown to the audition and the head of the network wanted to sleep with you. Um, you Did you wear a nightgown to an audition? Clearly, I did not do that. Why would oh. I do that? It's a sitcom. That's but she, that's well, I don't know. You, you asked to read for men roles. I don't know. I was <laughs> how far are you taking? No, I did not wear a nightgown. I wore <laughs> a beautiful white dress. Um, because I, I kind of, I guess I went opposite from the witchy theme. You know, you, people would go in black, and I was like, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So then, when she moved on to a different thing, things started to get better for for all of us. Uh, just less intense and less negative, and then. The third year, things really started to get better. And the, the fifth and sixth year, yeah, that's when you arrived and things really started to get better. But um, it, it, the first two years were just so hard. I mean, we crawled out of there after 26 episodes, 16 hours a day. Oh, my <laughs> crawled gosh. out of there. Yeah, it was hard. Well, thank you guys for for crushing it and having it go to season three and beyond. Um, never having been on, I mean, David and I did a series together, but where we did five seasons, but it was all very condensed into 
a year and a half, two years. Like we did it very, very, very quickly and really, you know, sort of speed shooting. So never having been on a long running series. And David, I think you've talked a little bit about it because you've been on a few of them. But Beth, like how how by season, like you said, the first couple of seasons w- were rough and then you reached a groove. But then by season five and six, is it does it become sort of like, you know, old hat? You're just sort of like, in, the, in. in the rhythm or do you find the, the sparks that keep it? I mean, obviously, you're all a family, yeah, too. I, so I the joy of being ever, there. I don't think we ever felt like it was old hat. Um, because it's comedy, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And especially for Caroline and I, you know, we live to have a lampshade on our head. So that <laughs> <laughs> we'll live for that. And Melissa, you know, is just consummate pro and, you know, and was directing by then, you know, she's a really brilliant uh, young lady. And um, she'll always be young to me, so I can say that. Um <laughs> And, uh, so no, I don't think, I don't think we, we got burnt out ever. Um, but I think that after six years, both Caroline and I were ready to move on. Um, and just, and we, yeah. had, we, we had great directors coming in. We had the, the entire entertainment business came through that show, oh, you yeah. know, whether it was Everybody Usher or Justin Timberlake. And, yeah. Right. Every week there was people there that you know you had to show up i mean beth i told a story about henry winkler when he was directing he'd call me up at 11 o'clock at night about a bit and i'm like <laughs> this dude's caring about this 11 o'clock at night on a tuesday <laughs> i better care about this and yeah. everybody just yeah you we learned from each other and i think everyone lifted each other up and kept it uh kept the professional oh, yeah and it's you know, my favorite story is like, you know, walking to the set one day and I, I hear this big commotion in the costume room and I, I look in there and they're attempting to measure a chicken for a tuxedo that it needed to wear. <laughs> of course. And, show, and that chicken was like, I'm not wearing this tuxedo. And they, I mean, they, I mean, they were like, and you know, who, who, who what job does anybody have where you see something like that? You know, so it was <laughs> It, you know, it was just so damn wild. I mean, really attempting to measure a ch- yeah. Like, you couldn't they guess. Was a, they were trying to measure this big old chicken for a tuxedo. Uh, and did not want to do it. But they got that tuxedo on him somehow. You know, but that, yeah. So it was, but I'll tell you, when you're shooting something like that and when you're doing it, I knew it would be a hit. I knew I would be Zelda the minute I read it. And I don't know why. I can't tell you why I knew that. I just did. Because I'm, I think maybe because I'm just, uh, I'm a little bit off the beam. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a little nerd. I'm just a bit, (laughs) bit odd. And we were supposed to be witches. So it just made sense that I would be perfect in that world, you know? Um, Even though like the nerd witch, but I I still knew I would fit. But you don't have any idea it's going to be a hit for 30 years. You don't right. have any idea. It's still going to play. It's still playing on Peacock. It's, it's you know, I'm still meeting fans who are nine years old, you know, who yeah. are watching it for the first time. Oh, but by the way, Christine and I are going to see you at 90s Con in Hartford. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. We're doing a Hey Dude reunion there, and I'm going to jump 
and be with you guys as well. You're going to be floating around like a butterfly <laughs> from booth to booth, David. Yeah, Mr. 90s. It's a fun, it's a really fun conference because we see so many people that we know and love, you know. Yeah. It's uh it's it's always really fun to do. But yeah, my first. I'm I'm very excited. Uh, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. I mean, Caroline was for one was really hesitant to do it and then she ended up really liking it. Like, you know, it, it it's um uh I don't know. It it's it's so meaningful to me. Like I've had so many weird experiences. Like I had this young man come into my booth two years ago. And he was, I was like, are you okay? And he was like, I need your help, I need your help. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? And he goes, I'm going to ask her to marry me. I'm going to ask her to marry me, but I want you to help me. Will you help me? Will you help me? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, all right, take a breath, take a breath. Yes, where is she? And they pointed me out. I was like, somebody go get that young woman and bring her over here. And so they went and got her, and they brought her into my booth. And, you know, he's shaking. I mean, he was just trembling. And Melissa's like, What's going on? And I'm like, she's like, <laughs> like, so she runs over, you know, she like scoots under the rope and like, and, and he gets down on one knee and everybody, the place just went wild, you know, and, uh, what are we in for here? They came to see me two years ago and they said, um, we're, we're, we're still, They're still together. Yeah. And oh my gosh. The married yes. couple came, yeah, the married couple came to see me later. <laughs> But, you know, I've had people just burst into tears when they walk up and meet me. Um, I had two girls not too long ago that came up to me and the girl goes, "Um, I'm a nuclear scientist. And that lady over there, uh, she's a physicist. And we both became scientists because of you. Because we watched Sabrina. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, then I started to cry. And That's like, I was like, what? You know. That's remarkable. Like, you do not know. Like you said, you how how could you? You knew it was going to be a hit because you'd read a lot of, like, you knew you were going to be cast. But 30 years later, 30 plus years later, that people are still, and, and the impact that it had. Incredible. Mm-hmm. I've heard that from a lot of women who had never occurred to them that they could be a scientist or you know, which is what, you know, I loved about my character was, you know, yeah, I had many skirts, you know, and skin tight orange rodeo pants on. Half the time. <laughs> that nobody could wear like <laughs> that Broderick can wear. But scientists can look good, right? <laughs> no crime in that. Yeah, but mo- most know, other people. Something I, wanted, I wanted to really wanted to portray that. And it was really important to me. And I talked to the writers about it a lot. You know, we up until then, we were really consistently presented with images as either pretty or smart, right? They were never both. The right. two sitcoms I had done before that, uh, the first one, uh, um, I had played D.D. Star, who was a dumb girl in Washington, D.C. <laughs> and, you know, I had a big rubber boobies on and the miniskirts and, you know, and then CBS called me. That show didn't go so after two years cbs called me to play delana buchanan the dumbest old girl in the whole wide world and so like that's what they let me do for the most part in 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 the acting world yeah um or you know 
in the dramas, they would, you know, just hand me like a, a bathing suit and a gun, you know, like, so it, I, like, I was just like, it was, that was. You fit these molds of yeah, what it was right. going to be. Molds I fit. And, uh, and Sabrina, Sabrina, you, you and you and Caroline and Melissa were the most powerful people in any scene. I mean, because of your powers. I mean, it's a very feminist show. I'm just, yeah, percent. And it was really important to me to send that message that you can be pretty and smart. That the and and I got so much mail from moms saying thank you, thank she, you, thank you for being on TV and being a scientist and like because you know it's really we we're just not we don't. Our girls don't see that. Um, yeah, for making it cool, making it interesting. You can be smart. You can create. You can it's and look beautiful and be cool and do all the things. That's it. That's you. That's Beth Broderick, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that is Beth Broderick, the okay. coolest. It is so good to see you, and uh, I I learned so much about you today that I, I had never known, and your story is just incredible. Well, thank you. It's, uh, you know, it's continuing this story of mine um, and in a good way. And, uh, you know, I think it's been a hard time for people in our business. And, you know, and I really feel for younger people who are trying to get a foothold and they just keep getting knocked down by the pandemic and then the strike. And then, you know, it's just like mm -hmm. just a constant one two punch out there for a lot of artists and you know, I just want to say to everybody, life is long. Life is long. This too shall pass. And, you know, believe in yourself because you're here for a reason, you know. So That's true. really perfect. And we've got to read Beth's column. Tell us the name of it again and where but, we can find it. You just go to my name, bethbroderick.substack.com. It's called Wit and Wisdom for the Ages from the Aged. I love it. From the aged. <laughs> From the aged. I cannot wait to read. Yeah. And just thank you so much for taking the time. It's so wonderful to see you. It's uh, emotional just doing that. Like David and I have been seeing, you know, you guys have probably seen each other, but just people from our our past, people that we've never crossed paths with, but worked, you know, sort of in parallel lives. with. Like, it's just been so terrific to sort of take this trip down memory lane and to see you again and well, you're yeah, doing such there's a great huge things bond, i think for all of us and i mean david and i were, were you know really close and 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 knew each other for really well um but i've always been a fan of yours and and you know we were really blessed and when they called and asked me if i would do this reached out to me i was like 100 percent, yeah of course Thank the you best. so much. Let's <laughs> let we'll have dinner in Hartford next month. I okay, hope. let's do it. Oh yes, yes. We'll see you next month. Exciting okay. and happy right. early birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Happy early <laughs> real birthday, not, yeah, real, not your Pisces birthday. Right. Okay, your <laughs> The real February birthday. Yes. Yeah. So right. much love. Love you, Beth. Thank Bye. you so Bye, much. Bye guys. Bye. Take care. That was cool. She's amazing. That's yeah. like. That story is amazing. The way Bonnie told the story last week, the way Beth told her trajectory, and 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 that she even said, "I bet you didn't think that this was going to be the conversation we were going to be having." Because it just what an incredible, like that's that I'm I'm blown away. And she's such a powerhouse. Like I mean, I knew she was a powerhouse, but I didn't realize. Neither how did I. I amazing she was. 
for years. At, like, that's what I love about this podcast. Like, I mean, even you, when we had Ben on, you're like, I learned stuff about my own husband. <laughs> I'm like, I did not know a lot of this stuff about her, but now it makes sense. I knew she was always an activist and she was throwing benefits for different causes, women's causes, but I didn't know her AIDS activism and that she gave up acting for five years to do that. And yeah, it was similar to Bonnie and then coming back into the acting world and just having a perspective on life. Right. This is in everything. This, what we do is not life or death. Right. And I (sighs) love, I mean, I don't hear it often because we all say life is short, but she said life is long, meaning like (laughs) you can do it. No, don't give up no matter what it is. It's not, you know, you've got time. So just, I just beautiful, beautiful to talk to her and, um, Right. Relax and breathe. Yeah. It's all going to be okay. You have time. You don't have to do everything today. You know? Uh, yeah. Right. I, oh, that was great. Um, and we're going to see her next month. That's so exciting. Yes. I'm excited. <laughs> we should get gone. some. Here we yeah, come. <laughs> we should, um, we should get some, uh, some video from 90s con and put it on our Instagram. Oh my gosh. Just, so our, our just from our own. Yeah, yeah, just well, like what well, it's like just, there. I have no idea. She said people getting married in her booth. <laughs> I know. I, I, I got to be prepared. Um, all right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for uh, for listening. And we'll, um, we'll be back next week. Same time. Have, have a great week, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and give us five stars. And please follow us on Instagram at HeyDudeThe90sCalled. See you next time. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.